How many ever asked God to renew the fire? How many want renewal? Well, turn in your Bibles to Psalms 51. Let's see what David had to say. Verses 10 through 12. 51, 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. I'm done. Right? God's word will not return void. And if you would just cry along with David, you can start the revival. 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then, let me hear you say then, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now I realize, he's talking about Israel. But there's a parallel in the Bible for just about everything to apply to us today. America's got some troubles. But compared to other countries, (laughs) we're still in heaven on earth. Repeat after me. Master, Master, renew my fire fire, so that others will see Jesus Jesus in action action through me. me. Now, do do you mean that? I mean, you just repeated it. So we'll do it again to see if you understand. Master, renew my fire. So that others will see you in me. I went to church on an icebox Sunday. I went to church and it sure was cold. I went to church on an icebox Sunday and my springs of living water almost froze. Preacher came in riding on snow skis selling tickets to a rodeo. Said they'll be gambling and drinking, but not a bit in excess, so I encourage all of you to go. Nothing more than a dollar in the offering. Nothing more than a muffled moan. If they get anything from heaven, it'll be a bucket full of snow. God, let that not be so here. Yeah, yeah. But no matter the temperature, we want fire in here. We want to fire the Holy Ghost on each and every person right here, right now. We want the fire department to come and run because they see the flames of the Holy Ghost coming out of our building during our services. It's happened. Why not here? Why not? I know why not. I can tell you. Revival hasn't started here yet. You want revival to start? You start it. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your thoughts. Your actions. Your reactions. Are your thoughts of God or of self? That's the first test for 
preparing for your personal revival. If Emmanuel Tabernacle wants a pastor that's going to lead them into the throne room, into revival, into a new direction, then each and every one of you need to be on your knees at home. You know, the board only brings the candidate. The congregation, the membership votes based on the board's recommendation. If you haven't prayed about your pastor, you stay home the night they vote. You hear me? Anybody disagree with that? If you prayed against your board, if you prayed against their actions, their decisions, the night they vote for pastor, you stay home. I read the bylaws, the quorum's only ten. So it doesn't have to be that many people to be here. Now, isn't that pretty harsh? So what are you going to do about it? Come beat me up? Go get on your knees. First you pray for me, then you pray for you. Lord, stop that man from talking like that. Do you want status quo or status go? Status quo says, it's fine like it is. I'm happy. We'll just keep on like keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Well, when you're in your deathbed, you can say, I'm keep on keeping on. Because that's what you want to do. But if you want to grow, besides giving, besides praying, you've got to get up. You've got to put your faith into action. Because faith without works is what? Dead. If your church has no faith in its vision, it will die. I know this is not so in Emmanuel Tabernacle. I spent a long time with the board this afternoon. I see they have a heart for God. They have a heart to see this church grow. They have a heart to see this church succeed beyond these walls. That's the foundation of a vision for a church. You can't see beyond these walls. You got blinders on. You need to see beyond these walls, not only just for the sake of growth, because the people become rolling in to get saved, to get healed. But because you need it. There's power in numbers. Don't you think the devil loves an empty church on Sunday? Don't you know the devil loves it when you're discouraged? I know there's been times in this body that discouragement has happened. Let down. Long time pastor, 36 years. Had to move along. Health reasons I, I, I hear. Disappointments sometimes are, you know, they're just part of life. And other times they're from actions from people that you didn't like pastor came in, you voted on him and nobody else did and he was upset so you left well I shouldn't say you because you're all here so whoever's not here left 
spread the word that this church is starting a revival with or without a pastor. You want, you want God's man in his pulpit? You pray. You pray for revival in your heart. You pray for your board. You pray for Pastor Jerry. You pray for the people that are involved in bringing people to hear. So you can hear the man of God that is meant for this church. Whether it's me, whether it's someone else, you pray. That's your job. Personal revival, as I said, begins on your knees. The Holy Spirit, through your prayer, can then spark in your heart. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. Revival requires faith believing. Again, without faith it's impossible to please God. You must have faith. I told the board this afternoon, if you find a man that doesn't have faith, you don't bring him in. You better have some faith, because this church won't succeed. You find a pastor that has faith. Personal revival can only happen if God changes your heart. You have to allow Him to. Did you know revival is contagious? If I'm on fire, you're either going to run or you're going to catch on fire yourself. Now in a Holy Spirit world, you want to run toward the flame. If you see someone on fire in church, you get next to them and find out how they got it and you get some. You don't sit back and say, oh man. Praise God, that looks fun. I want some of that. And then do nothing about it. You want some of that, you get up. And you get some. The Holy Spirit is going to force you to have your own revival. You want a revival in St. Francisville that will spread through the county, that will spread through the state, that will spread across the country like that Brownsville place? You get on your knees. You exercise your faith. You get your heart right with God. Christ must be at the center of your life if you want a true revival. And I'm talking about a personal revival here. Because the church revival is automatic when the personal revival starts. Folks, if you want to see miracles done, if you want to see the gifts of the Spirit in operation, you have your revival. Each and every one of you. And you will find out That God is all-powerful. God is everywhere at once. God can do all things. And He can do them all through you. You know, faith in Christ is the driving force that moves you towards holy living. Do you understand that if you don't have any faith, you're probably... Working on depression. Apathy. You're not going to grow. And I'm talking about you, personally. It takes a step of faith. Taking out a step and finding something's there. That's taking a step of faith. And one giant step of faith your board is going to have to take is going to say... Okay, here's the person that we want you to vote on. We hope we chose it right. And then you're all going to vote 
And you're all going to say, okay, I hope I voted right because I want God's will. And That's a step of faith, you know. Because you are God's man here, don't you? Alright. Four of you want God's will, the rest of you fell asleep. Do you want God's man here? Then you get on your knees. You pray. Pray for your revival. For yourself. Your personal revival. Within you. It's not about me. It's not about the next candidate. It's not about Jimmy Swaggart. It's not about Jerry Wright. It's not about any folks. God wants to talk to you. And you. And you. He wants to talk to you every day. All day long. Every waking moment. And even in your sleep. He wants fellowship with you. And if you have that much contact with any person, God in this case, it's going to change you. If you spend a lot of time with me, you're going to get changed. You may like it, you may not. But you're going to get changed. If you spend a lot of time with Pastor Jerry, you're going to get changed. Why? Because we want what God wants. We want you to change your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop worrying about the things of this world. Sure, you have to pay your bills. Sure, you have to go to work. You have to do the things to live. You have to occupy until Christ comes. But if you want that life more abundantly than we were promised to have, it begins, I'm going to keep saying it, until you amen it to death. On your knees. You know that when you spend your time interceding, praying, seeking God's face, He will heal your land. He will heal your church. He will heal your family. And when I say healing, I'm talking in an all-purpose sense. It could be physically, it could be emotionally, it could be mentally, it could be in many different ways. I'm believing that for people in my family. But if I don't spend time on my knees, if my wife doesn't spend her time on her knees, if we don't spend our time on our knees together, praying together, we're probably not going to see much action, much change. Daniel prayed three times a day. He got thrown in the lion's den for praying three times a day. He was protected. His buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, were thrown into a fiery furnace. They still prayed. And they refused to bow and worry about other things. You did realize Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all buddies. They were all taken at the same time. So good things can come out of trial. Daniel rose up. Joseph rose up. Which one of you is next to rise up? Well, Brother Burns, you don't know how bad it's been for me. Well, at this point, no, I don't. But I know that my God is faithful. And I don't care if you're at the lowest of the lows. God is faithful. 
and you reach out your hand to him, his hand is not short. He will reach you, no matter where you are. He will take you in his arms. He will hold you. He will comfort you. He will heal you. All this happens through prayer on your knees. It's okay to get mad at God. God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? I don't like it. Read Job. He finally got to the point where he cursed the day he was born. At first his friends were of a little bit of help, but after a while they, they well his wife said, uh, well just curse God and die, get it over with. Put, my, put yourself out of my misery. Well, two of you got that one. You want things to change. Let's never mind the church right now. You want things to change. You, Y-O-U, want things to change. Then you, Y-O-U, get on your knees. Prayer is the key to heaven... As the song says, but what unlocks the door? Faith. So prayer and faith believing go hand in hand because of course we know that you can accept Jesus into your Christ, into your heart in mere words and not get saved. You can confess it in words and not be saved. You have to do something else. You have to believe. What are you believing? Something that you haven't seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You're believing in something you're not seeing. See, this world wants to see to believe. But in a Christian world, we must believe to see. You want to see the vision. You want to see the pastor. You want to see these things take place. Then you believe in faith that God has already provided because He has. All you need to do is get on your knees, pray for your revival, pray for the board's direction so they make the right choices. Now, when I say pray, what am I talking about? I'm not talking about necessarily the Lord's Prayer, which, you know, if you don't know how to pray, that's a good start. That's a foundation. It will give you an example of how to pray. That's why Jesus gave him that example. But when you think about prayer in your prayer life, what do you do? Are you entering his gates with thanksgiving in your heart? Entering his courts with praise? Saying, this is the day that the Lord has made? Or are you just starting right out saying, God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Even Jesus said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. Our example. Why do you think he said it? He knew the end result. He knows the end result of your life. So instead of going before God, of course you can go before God and present your needs. Of course you are. He's there for you. He's there for every one of your needs. Be it financial, physical, or any other way. He's there for you. He's there all the time, waiting patiently 
for you to finally decide to turn around and say, oh, there you are. And you do that by getting on your knees, saying, God, I love you, I worship you, I praise you, I need you. We were created to worship God. To worship God in spirit, with our soul, and in truth. We are created to give God all of ourselves. The cost is no less than your entire being. The cost is no less than your all. You must be willing to lay down your things. You must be willing to lay down your life. You must be willing to lay down your all for the sake of the gospel. And then your revival will spark. People will see the smile on your face. Those that know you might think you're up to something. But they'll figure out. Something's up with you. Something's in you. Something's taking over you. The Holy Ghost starting to set your feet and dancing. Put you through and through. Jesus is in you. He's going to make you jump, shout, leap for joy because the Holy Spirit's revival will start in you. He'll set your feet and dancing. He'll fill you through and through and through. And you won't be able to contain it. Everything will be coming out of you. And you will be going and around people and people will say, what is going on? I want some of that. To which you should reply, well, come on and get some. Because there's plenty to go around. Revive the fire in you on your knees. Revive the fire in you by faith believing. If you come expecting me to bless you, forget it. You come expecting God to bless you, you will leave filled. If you come expecting nothing, you will be satisfied. You'll get exactly what you came for. Nothing. There was a story of a preacher who was a very seasoned preacher. And he was listening to a young man who was brand new to the ministry. He had a sermon prepared. He was boiling and ready to go. He was going to preach the heart out of that sermon. He went up to that pulpit and he preached his heart out and it was a flop. He went to the old preacher and says, I don't understand. I prepared. I was on fire. I was ready. I had my notes. I had everything going. And I came in there confident. I was ready to go. The old preacher looked at him and said, Son, if you had come in, like you're going out. You'd be going out like you're coming in. Everybody understand that? He had it backwards. You come in in all humility before the throne of God because He is God. He deserves respect. You are not something that He can do without. He needs you. Why? He created you for that purpose. Worship. He needs you. He wants you. He died for you. Even if it was only one of you. He died for each of us. When revival fire falls into your being, hearts are stirred, 
faith is strengthened. Your daily walk will show signs of life that will attract souls that need Christ. Jesus will put souls in your path. And your eyes will be open because the Holy Spirit then will be directing you because you'll have the unction you need, the vision you need, the gifts you need to see the hurting, the lost, the dying. Now, one aspect I have not covered yet. You need to read the Word. If you want to hear God's voice and know what it sounds like, you better read His Word. My sheep know my voice. How are you going to know His voice if you don't read His Word? Amen. How are you going to understand what God wants for this church if you don't read His Word? It's all back to that triangle I talked about this morning. Pray, read the Bible, and witness. You have to do all three to complete the cycle. Because then it snowballs bigger and bigger and bigger. Everybody that comes in prays, reads the Bible, and witnesses. Prays, reads the Bible, witnesses. It's bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, it's so far beyond this church, you don't even know the lives that are being touched because you've got to touch. There are people, perhaps on the other side of the world, that have been touched by Brother Jerry's ministry that he won't know till the other side. Do you want that for your walk? Do you want to find out about a jewel in your crown that you didn't even know was there? Or is it going to be Haywood and Stubble time, Emmanuel Tabernacle? I know better than that. I've seen the heart of the board. I've seen the heart of Pastor Jerry, who is leading you right now. I know for a fact that this church was meant to succeed. Otherwise, the discouragement would have already closed those doors. But it hasn't. The devil lost. I said the devil lost. He lost long before this building was even here. He lost on the cross. So you should be thankful that God took care of you. Took care of this church. You want revival? It begins in you. Oh, to be His hand extended. To reach out to the oppressed. Let me touch Him. Let me touch Jesus. So that others may know and be blessed. Is that your prayer? God will hear it. God will fulfill it in you. God will take care of the problem. People told me a lot of times, well, I have problems and I it's hard to concentrate on prayer. It's hard to read the Bible. I just don't have the time. I barely have time to come to church. I don't know what to do. These four walls are a place to gather, sure. But you got four wheels you drive to work every day. You can turn that radio off. You can talk to God. Amen. I'm not saying to listen to the radio is bad. Please don't take me wrong. I'm telling you, if you want to do something in your life, you will find a way to do it. Amen. And if you don't, you'll find plenty of excuses why. So... When you stand up to give an account, are you going to have a testimony? Or is it going to be a testimony? 
tell you what, tell you what, this week was a time for me to either have a testimony or a testimony. I'm here today because I decided I'm not going to be no testimony. I'm here today because God put me in this pulpit today. Regardless of the circumstances surrounding this church, God put me here today for a reason. And if I don't see you before this side of heaven, that's God's business. The message God has for you today is get on your knees. Pray for your revival. Pray for your church to follow suit in revival. Pray for your board. Pray for your new pastor. Are you praying for your new pastor even though you don't know his name? You keep doing that. You keep praying for the family. You keep praying for those kids. You keep praying for your grandkids who are five years old, future spouses. That God will lead them and direct them now. You pray and bless God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Whether I'm operating a machine at work, whether I'm driving down the road, whether I'm in a hospital bed, my, His praise will be continually in my mouth. I will bless the Lord. David was having to tell himself in Psalms 102, Bless the Lord, O my soul. See, he was talking to himself. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. He was saying, Soul... Bless the Lord! Amen. The other night we got in about midnight to find that our luggage went to Detroit. We had a very important appointment Saturday morning at 8 a.m. We spent till 3 a.m. driving around Nashville, driving in circles, trying to find a 24-hour Walmart. Well... 8 o'clock came, 9 o'clock came, 10 o'clock came, we started singing just like we had at 3 o'clock in the morning. This is the day, this is the day. I didn't feel like it. I didn't want to. But my helpmate that God gave me said, No, we got to sing it. This is the day. So I started singing, This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, it's been a bad week all around. This just was a straw that broke the camel's back. I was done. But the more we sang, the more we felt release. And then we were singing by 3.30, This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Soul, bless the Lord. Sometimes you've got to make yourself put your hands in the air and tell them like you just don't care. I love Jesus. I worship Him. But Lord, You know me. I don't feel like it. But Lord, I'm going to do, I'm going to be 
faithful to your word. I'm going to be faithful to your promises. And I'm going to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Because He has ordained the steps of my path. He has ordained your steps. There's nothing that God can't get you through. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, being without clothes for 12 hours really isn't anything, is it? But when you're in the middle of it, it's like, oh my goodness, i got this to do, i got to go spend money, oh, i got to drive around town, I don't know where I'm going. You know, you start getting caught up in the moment. Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water because he had his eyes on Jesus. But when he looked down at his circumstances, what happened? Glub, glub, glub. Lord, save me. Are you focusing on Jesus? Or are you focusing on your circumstances so much that you're stuck in the mire? He will pull you from the miry clay. Remember the song back in the old days? He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul to stay. A song of praise. Hallelujah. Is that your testimony today? Because if it is, the revival is already sparked. It's already sparked. It's already here. You just have to take the next step. And say, Lord, fill me now. Stand up, please. Put your hands in the air and say, Lord, fill me now. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, now's the time. Lord, fill me now. Lord, touch me now. Revive my fire now. Revival fire fall in Jesus' name. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, Lord, let your Holy Spirit flow freely through here even now, Lord. Break the binds that are causing us to wander in our minds, to wander in our hearts, to wander in our lives, so that we can center wholeheartedly with our whole being on you, Father, in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, reach down deep inside me, Lord. Reach down deep inside me. Clean that house out. Make room for your Holy Spirit to do its mighty work so that I can be a firehouse for Jesus Christ. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Revival fire fall. Revival fire fall in the name of Jesus. Fill, Lord. Fill our hearts with enthusiasm. Fill it with a, with a heart, a hunger for your word, Father. A hunger to get on our knees and plead before you in praise and worship. Let us keep our eyes turned upon Jesus. To look full in his mighty face. So that the things of earth, these circumstances that keep shying me down, will just be still. In the light of your glory and grace. Hallelujah.